0: He and his mother and I were out in the a big field. My dad had a huge walnut tree that was sitting right in the middle of the field. And you don't know my dad, but my dad hates trees. Now, we love trees. The more the better. But he, he wanted that tree cut. And I said, Ah oh, Dad, I, I think I can cut that tree without any problem. Uh, we we burnt wood all the time and and we uh, we, we burnt, we (laughs) I cut so many trees living on the farm and all of that that I felt like I knew what I was doing. Make a long story short, I got into that tree and it was about three times the width or the depth of my little old saw and I worked and I worked and I worked and I come out and I look at it and and, and it, it had limbs on it that nearly come to the ground that was bigger than my body. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? What, 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 what's going on here? Brother Tosman and I cut, and I, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in one more time, and I'm going to see if I can't bring that tree to the ground. The instant I stuck my saw in the tree, I already had my route planned that I was going to go. Everything was, you know, in order. And the instant I'd done that, I heard something crack. And instead of that tree going in the direction that I thought it was going, it turned just like that, fell completely off of the stump and come over right in the path that I had chosen. And I remember Brother Tausman looking back and seeing that tree coming my way. I'm talking a huge, that tree was quite a bit taller than this ceiling is, huge tree. And I remember thinking, well, God, this is it. I know what it's like to meet my destiny. And when that tree hit, I was right smack dab in the middle of it. And I want you to know, hallelujah. When I come to myself, it knocked me out, knocked my glasses off. And just little little limbs just beat me almost senseless. And and I was there for a minute. But when I come to myself, I look and I'm st- I'm laying right between two limbs, a fork, if you will, bigger than my body. And I'm laying right here. Tell me God doesn't help you in the time of trouble. You've come too late to tell me that I don't serve a God that knows exactly what I need and when I need it. That old song, sometimes they sing, God's working when we don't even realize he's working. Oh, hallelujah. Saints, you don't know of the times that God has protected you from something that has come your way. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know why I felt like telling you that tonight, but I remember my wife saying, Shane jumped off of that trailer. He was sitting on the back of the truck and... And her and he came running down uh, to me and him uh, crying and screaming, My dad, my dad, my dad. But everything was all right because somebody had me in the hollow of his hand. You see, I had a job to do. Praise God. And I'm going to fulfill part of that job tonight. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord and I'm so thankful tonight and I give honor to each and every one of you. You're such, I have grown to love you all so much. You have all become so precious to us in the, in the short time, this time that we've been here. And I give you honor. I give my pastor honor. I give these ministers tonight honor. There's not a one of you in the house that I haven't received something from while we've been here. And every one of you is just so sweet and kind, and, and I love you for that, and thank you for that so much. I, I just love my God tonight, and, and, and I can't praise him enough. And with that being said, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 27. No, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 26. Just read the. A partial verse to you. that all right? In verse 27, part, partly it says, Then King Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Brother Tosman, would you pray for the anointing of this service tonight? Oh, Christ, Father, Hallelujah. You, Jesus, we love you tonight, God. We love you tonight, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I hope tonight you can be seated. I hope that uh, this congregation understands and knows what God has given you in a pastor. Brother and Sister Cook are so special and so precious. They, they love you so much, and, and I just see the light beaming in his eyes when he's talking about one of you. And uh, to, I tell you, folks, I've been in this thing a long time, and that means a whole lot. Praise the Lord. That means so much. You know, uh, Acts chapter 26 and 27, this is a familiar story with us all. I'm going to read that verse again and read it in its entirety. The King Agrippa... Believest, this is Paul talking, this is when Paul is going into, uh to stand before King Agrippa to answer for himself, and, and it, Paul was so thankful to be able to do that. He said, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? He knew he did. He said, I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost... Thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except for these bonds. Aren't you glad tonight that you know who Jesus is? Aren't you glad tonight that you heard that message one day and you accepted it? Praise the Lord! We can't uh, we can't look overlook this too uh, this passage of scripture too lightly. I want to I want to call this tonight just simply almost and all together. I'm looking at some folks that's got it all together. I know I do, and I know that I'm probably preaching to the choir tonight. I know that you guys, the most of you are right on fire for God, but I want you to also understand that you might be sitting beside somebody tonight, you may be rubbing elbows with somebody that hasn't completely got it all together, that hasn't completely dedicated themselves to God, such as Paul is talking about here. Agrippa was one of those almost men, King Agrippa, as he sat and listened to paul's message, his testimony, if you will, Paul began to explain to him why he was doing what he was doing, why he was why he was uplifting Christ and him crucified, and all of these things and uh Agrippa couldn't, well, the the Israelites, they were, they didn't like it because even though they knew what prophecy was, it wasn't time. It It hadn't come, but Paul was so sure, praise God, and I'm so glad that he had come just like he said he would. He died on the cross, was persecuted, died on the cross and rose again on the third day and Paul was so sure and Paul was so anointed with that message after it's all said and done Agrippa looked at Paul and he said almost, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian I wonder if there's anybody tonight that perhaps might be in this service that is almost persuaded Can I tell you tonight that almost is not good enough? Can I tell you that almost won't take you to heaven? Can I tell you that you have to be all together, sold on him? Paul, on the other hand, he was the (coughs) all together man. Praise the Lord. (coughs) Because when Paul heard the Lord's call, he totally gave himself to him. And not just on Sunday, not just on uh, uh, the week. Thank you, brother. I, but you know what I'll do? I'll spill that everywhere, So I'm, I'm gonna be real careful. Y'all gonna have to uh, bear with me just a little bit. <clears throat> I'm getting old, and things don't work like they used to. And <laughs> but, but I still serve a God that's good. Yeah. I still got the Holy Ghost. I still got the power of God flowing through my veins, and I'm still here tonight to tell somebody that it's either it's either one way or the other. You either gonna serve God or you're gonna walk away from Him. And 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 the message tonight is, of if, if course, is not it's not just halfway. Halfway won't do. Praise right. the Lord. So what a difference there is in this word "almost" and "all together." Praise God. Almost men are not always wicked. Can I can I tell you tonight that you could possibly be sitting and rubbing elbows with somebody in the house tonight? That's an almost man. All oh, they—they're not mean people. Right. Right. They're not—they're not, they're not uh, 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 wicked. People, as you, how many of you, you know, and don't raise your hand again like Brother Talsman said, but, but uh, I, I worked with people every day, and I meet people at, in town that they are good people. They, they, they love God. Yeah. They, they honestly do, but they have it in their minds that this is the way it is, and it's okay, and, and that's enough, But we're here to tell you tonight that that, that's not enough. We've got to give, dedicate everything that we've got to the power and to the working of the the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's Christ and him crucified. That's the only thing that matters in this world today is Christ and him crucified. So Jesus said in uh, Matthew 5 and 13, he said, ye are the salt of the earth, So. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? If it is thenceforth forth good for nothing but to the cast out and to be trodden under foot of men, ye are the lights of a city, the next verse went on to say. And you can't take a, a, a light and put a bushel on it and expect somebody to see God working in your life and God in your life tonight. So I'm here to tell you tonight, it makes a difference what we are and who we are. Oh, praise God. It caused me to remember as I was thinking about this uh, <coughs> this message, I was told a, a little story this, this re- just recently, and I'm not going to relate the story, I'll save you that, and uh, I i they was a little story about a, a calculator. Like only a calculator was involved. And I began to think about that story as I'm thinking about this, this uh, passage of Scripture today. And, I, I, you know, we're human. Every one of us are human. And sometimes a calculator doesn't really work for me. Let me give you an example Last night, I, after I went to bed, I'm laying there, and I'm, and I'm, things is just going through my mind, and uh, you know, I can't go to sleep, and I'm, I get to thinking that my, I'm a horse person. I've lived with horses all my life. I don't now, but I did, and and I miss them so much, and and I've put many, 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 many miles in a, a saddle on a horse, and I was. Thinking, I heard somebody say something just that day about a 180 mile trip, and I got to thinking, how long would it take me to ride 180 miles on a horse? And uh, I've done it, not, not at one time per se, but over a period of two or three ta- days, but uh, longer than that. But I was thinking and I was trying to figure up in my head how long it would take me to ride that 180 miles. And Brother Sisk, I, I, I was so fuzzled in my brain. You know, my brain don't work like it used to. And so the calculator was laying there on the table, and I just reached over and picked up that calculator, and I started, But I can, I can add and divide, and sometimes I can do multiplication on a, on a calculator, and, and sometimes it's right. And I began to punch all that stuff in. I didn't even put my glasses on. And when it showed the answer, I thought, hey, no way. Uh-uh. I, it took like 38 days. And I'm thinking, well, uh, let's let, put, that, put that aside. And so I just started again, brought my set mind together, and I began to add up in my mind how long it would take. And I figured it took eight days to ride 100. 80 miles on a horse, so about 30-something miles a day. <laughs> that, that's so simple. But what I'm, I'm telling you this to say that our calculators don't work like God's calculator does. Is that all right? Our calculators sometimes actually messes completely up, and we have to throw it aside, but there is too many people in this world today, that's living their Christian walk with God according to their own calculations. Does that make sense? When we need to pick up the Word of God, His calculator, and measure what we're doing and what we're saying and how we're living and how we're acting and what we know by God's calculator. That's what makes the difference in an almost Christian and an altogether Christian. Praise God! You see, the almost Christian, what he does is uh, he thinks well, and you know, and 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 I, I, you know it as well as I do. You'll see somebody come to church that is actually a deacon of the church. And they are talking, so telling a vulgar joke or whatever. And to them, that's normal. To their calculations, God's pleased with that. Because, you see, I've been to an altar, and I was saved when I was six years old. But have you ever given it the thought or the ideal that God's calculator might not be like yours? That God may expect a little something different out of us. That's what's going on tonight. Isaiah chapter 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise God I don't know which calculator you're listening to tonight I don't know for sure whether you're an almost Christian or altogether Christian I got a good idea I see your spirits I see your worship I hear the man of God proclaim the word of God from the pulpit so I've got faith that the word of God changes people but listen to me guys There is so many churches out there that don't have what we've got. There's so many churches in Madisonville, Kentucky, that don't have the pastor like you've got, that doesn't preach the gospel like you hear. And so that makes a difference tonight. Praise the Lord. A beautiful example of what I'm talking about tonight is found in Luke chapter 18. And uh, verse eighteen said, so "A certain ruler." All right, let me let me back up a little bit. Let's, let me instead of that, let's go to. Uh, uh, if I can figure it out here, uh, the rich young ruler. Let me, let me start do it this way. Jesus, the rich young ruler came to Jesus, came and threw himself at Jesus, and he began to ask him questions and began to talk with him. And he said, and he asked the master, he said, what must I do to completely, what must I do, what do I lack in my walk with God to serve him? And uh, I begin to think about that, and and uh, Jesus began to say, "Well, you know, the, uh, you've got to honor the honor the Lord." If I wish, I could find that scripture. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, "Good Master, what shall I do to inherit?" And Jesus said, "Why callest thou me good? Thou knowest uh, the commandments: Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal." Do not bear false witnesses. Honor thy father and mother. And he went on down the line telling him what he must do. And, and you know, I'm I'm in the mind of this young ruler as I'm reading this. And, you know, I, I really think he knew or he thought he knew that he was fine. And I think he just wanted to hear Jesus tell him or pat him on the back, if you will, and say, yeah. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You do all these things. Well done. Yeah. Jesus kind of surprised him. You know that calculator we're talking about? This young, this young ruler, he was going by his own calculator. And Jesus pulled his out. Yeah. And he began to tell him that you need to sell everything that you got. Yeah, He said, and I like this part, if you be perfect. If you think, paraphrasing, if you think you are so good, and if you think you're so perfect, sell everything that you have. Give it unto the poor, (laughs) and then take up the cross and follow me. Sorry to say, this young ruler was an all most man. Brother Kevin, what happened in essence is Jesus brought this young ruler to the very door of his of his will. And he opened the door to him and he allowed this young ruler to look inside to see what it was like on the inside. And the ruler turned his back and was sorrowful and went away. Because he was rich. It goes on to say uh, the scripture tells us about how hard that it is for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I don't think God's saying that, uh, that you can't be rich, uh, I, but I do, I do say that God is saying, as long as you use my calculator. As long as you do that, then that's okay. Everything's going to be all right. But when you begin to use your own calculations, God help me if I use my own calculations. Because so sometimes I can't add two and two. And, and, and sometimes if I do, I get for three instead of four. Do you see what I'm saying tonight? It's, so, it's, it's, a, it's a serious thing. When we, when we know to do right, and we know that we've got to, to please God according his way, not our way, then that we, that we follow through with that. Yeah. Praise God. It's got to be that way. Scripture says this man came running to Jesus, and he said, what must I do? What else do I need to do? Can I tell you tonight that God's will will never override your will? The will of the flesh, it will never do it. I don't care. We know how strong God's will can be, and it is, and and, and it's been that way throughout eternity. God's will is God's will. But if you, if your flesh doesn't want you to live the way that God wants you to, God is not going to override his will to allow you to do that. I guess in essence, it's either you do, or you don't. It's either are you an almost man or an altogether man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 25 and 5 says and who then is willing to consecrate this service this day unto the Lord. That word concentrate means to feel, feel your hands. Who is willing? Who is willing to fill your hands with Jesus' word praise the Lord and another prime example of this is found in Matthew chapter 20 verse uh, 16 talks about the parable of the laborers and the vineyards and the Bible tells about a householder going into the marketplace to find laborers to come and to work in the vineyard and he goes on to tell that he he uh, dealt with them to that you work for salt, work for all day. I give you a penny, and they agreed to all of this. And you know the story how God told told, and even then at the ninth, at the second hour, he went back, and the, and the, and the fourth hour, and on down through the line till it come to the very eleventh hour of the day, and he sends goes back unto the marketplace, and he brings yet in more. And at the end of the day, when work was done, praise God, I'm, I'm so thankful that I, I, God doesn't calculate things the way that I do. If that was the case, when, when I've been in this thing for 40 years, and some of you that's just now got in, within the last few months, that would mean I would have so much more seniority than you. That don't mean nothing. When I went to work for the gas company, I went to work for Western Kentucky Gas in 76. And it come down to the place where I was the youngest man on the totem pole. Sister Sue, I'd done every dirty job there was to do. I worked probably... Harder, I thought I did anyway than anybody else, because seniority all they had to do is say, "Tommy, <laughs> you go read that route of meters today well no, i it's not like that anymore. Several years later, the Atmos Energy bought out West Kentucky gas and and, and by that time, I was already way on up on the totem pole and doing pretty good, if I might add. And all of a sudden, the the totem pole fell over. <laughs> they calculated things by how how much you knew, or how good you'd done a job, or you know what I'm saying. And Before, all you had to have was seniority and show up and do your job. See what I mean about seniority? Folks, some of you that's just gotten into this thing, you've got the same Holy Ghost that I've got. You've got the same power to walk up and to lay hands on somebody and pray them through or to, to pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost, to pray somebody's healing. You've got the same power At your disposal, as I have, and I've been in this thing for forty-five years. Do you, do you, do you like God's calculations? If you do, then we can't be almost Christian. We gotta be all together, all together. I think of that song, that old song we used to sing, "All Together Lovely." Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that God is altogether lovely and altogether precious? Praise the Lord. Can I bring one more point to you? Talking about the calculation? (laughs) It, it, It won't bother you folks. Joshua chapter 7 records the story of Achan. And you know the story how the walls of Jericho had just come down and and uh, the order had been sent out to not to take any of the spoil, save only Rahab, the harlot, and Achan, you remember Achan, that almost man, He uh, he seen some gold and some silver and a fine suit of clothes and He liked that so well that he began to calculate. He began to add this and that together. And and what it added up to, that he could live a whole lot more comfortable after all this was said and done. If I take this gold and I take this silver and I hide it, and he took it and he hid it in his tent. And you know the story how from that point, uh, on, they begin to lose battles. And God finally explained to Joshua that there was sin in the camp. And he told him that somebody had taken some of the spoils. Here's where I'm going with this. Those spoils were designated for the service of God. For God's kingdom. But yet here this guy figures in his own calculation, if I take that, then I won't have to work near as hard. And I'll have more than everybody else. And I'm gonna do it this way. Can I bring that around just a little bit and twitch that just a little bit? Do you how many of you know that 10% of what we make is dedicated to the service of God. And how many times, don't, don't raise your hand when you was a young Christian and bills was just boiling in and you thought, I, gotta, I, gotta, I need this this month and I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll take that and I'll uh, pay a bill And then I'll make it up somewhere down the line and somewhere, you know, may not ever come. And those times happen and you don't realize it. Let me ask you a question. God give us 90% to live on. And he said, enjoy that 90%. Now, when I went to work for the gas company making $3 and a nickel an hour. There wasn't a whole lot of enjoyment going on, and and so those ties would have looked good. But I remember one time Brother Sisk preached a message, and on my way home, God spoke to me, and He said, uh, "You're not paying your ties like you're supposed to be paying your ties." See, I'd done my own calculations, and I began to pay. I paid my ties on what I brought home, and God said. Uh, you, that's not right, and I said, "But, but God, we don't. We only make some, Well, t- as a matter of fact, our house payment was what was it, two hundred something dollars, and I brought home one hundred ninety-five dollars a month. So that didn't leave anything, and God showed me that that ten percent." of what I earned was dedicated to his service. And he put it in my mind and he put it to me this way. If that 90%, if I bless that 90% and you give me the 10%, how much more further would that 90% go and let me tell you, folks, I never missed a bit. We paid every one of our bills. Didn't didn't even mount to what we had. Paid every bit of our bills. We'd go to the to the mailbox and there would be something, a check in the mailbox that we had not a clue. Remember one time we went to the mailbox, there was a hundred dollar bill in it. I don't know where it comes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But what I'm saying is tonight, folks, if God, God can take of nothing and make 100 or 200% of everything if we go by his calculations. And I was willing, Brother Kevin, to go by his calculations because of a message that I heard my pastor preach. God has blessed us ever since. I'm talking about being an almost Christian and an altogether Christian. I just wonder who we where we're at tonight in all of this. Luke chapter 18 and verse 27, for it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly what that means, other than mostly, most likely it's a hyperbolic saying portraying the, the absurd scenario, if you will, of a camel actually going. Through a needle. And there's been many, many theories of thoughts on that. So I don't know. But uh, Luke chapter 14 says, So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all, he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Folks, I'm putting it to you this way tonight. Are you an almost Christian or are you an altogether Christian? It makes a big difference which you are. Praise the Lord. If you're here tonight and you're just almost, it's not good enough. You're missing something. You may not know what the empty place is, but I got a feeling that most of us do know what that empty place is. Can I tell you tonight that God created in the heart and the soul of every man a, a, a capacity for him a capacity for him to dwell in, a capacity for him to operate in. And when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's what fills that, that empty spot in our life. We're too busy trying to fill it with ball games, with, with fancy automobiles and, right. and all of these other things. When we, really everything it boils down, We've got the capacity to be everything that Paul was and more. Praise the Lord. And I tell you what, tonight, I want to be that. in closing, I've lost my voice. But Peter tells us what that void place is. It's that Holy Ghost and filling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues. Being baptized in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Repentance. Acts 2 and 38 gives us that, that promise. The promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God can call, shall call. So what is the promise? The promise tonight is that Holy Ghost. That, that's the only way we can live this all together life. We can't do it on our own. We can't, we can't serve God the way God wants us to serve him on our own. That's why we have to have a Savior. And that's why he said, repent, every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what it takes to be an altogether man of God or a woman of God, a child of God, a young person of God. Praise the Lord. So tonight, I'm sorry that I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry that my voice is gone, but I want you to think for just a minute and ask yourself this question. Am I everything that I'm supposed to be in God? Praise the Lord. It's so important, folks, that we know that we are. It's so important that we as Paul preach Jesus and him crucified. That's the message today. That's the only message that it is. Praise the Lord. Brother Kevin, if you come tonight we. you're here and you've never given your heart to the Lord. You've always got that opportunity. Praise the Lord. This altar is always open. I know my pastor and I have been here long enough to see that Every time the door is open, this altar is full and is always open. Tonight, it's that way. If you're here and you just living for God haphazardly by your own calculations, then it's time to, to rethink things. It's time to pick up the other calculator, pick up the Word of God, find out what He has to say about it. Praise the Lord.